this week on Out Now with Aaron and Dan, we are talking Exorcist colon Believer. Family listens to podcasts in hell. And then I saw her face. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! How are you, Aaron? You know what? I, I, I'm doing pretty well. Yes? That said, because <laughs> I already had a story. <laughs> I woke I woke up this morning, I went to get some breakfast, and outside my house was a dead squirrel on the road. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. When you... <laughs> Did somebody get exercised recently? <laughs> well, for one, I was like, is that a bad omen? It's like, no, I'm Jewish. I don't think about that. But it's um, fine. but but I was also like, well, how do I deal with this? I don't, I don't like want to like grab it myself. So I called. Uh, I, I I was good. I was going to call animal control. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't have their Starring numbers. Joel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I called Joel McHale instead. Yeah, you called Joel McHale. Yeah. He swung by looking great with his sunglasses and everything. No, yeah, I called yeah. animal control. And um, they haven't come by yet, but. If they if like there's an awkward gap in this podcast, it's because we had to edit around the fact that I got a phone call from Animal Control. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. Okay, all right. So they awkward. haven't arrived, and and uh, you they might arrived yet. Yeah. yeah, but uh, awkward gap. By the way, it's the store next to the gap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, that's where I shopped. It was fifty percent off mostly. Yeah, but uh, no, it felt really adult. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I had to call Animal Control. <laughs> you have a little squirrel problem. Uh, but that's so that's my morning. R.I.P. to that squirrel. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. The weather was very hot in the past uh, week. I don't know if it was for you guys down south, but uh, today we're we're back to being overcast and uh, it should be in the 70s. Yeah, it's hot, it's hot again. It, yeah. uh, it cooled off a little bit earlier in the week, but it's like, no, it's still hot. <laughs> I like the idea that somebody who listened to this podcast that says the title in the podcast, but like we do like we stretch this out even longer every week now, apparently. It's for like, the weather report? This? What is this? Like, just this, the, like, how are we doing part of the episode? <laughs> it's like, what is this show again? What I think so far it's only been like a minute and a half. So if this is longer and longer that we're doing this, <laughs> I'm not dead. Disinterested. I'm going to stop talking then. Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We dig into film being a for a few of you, the occasional commentary track, or some other film movie topic. This is episode 552, 552. It's just right for, you know, the, the movie we're talking about. Yes, and the movie we're talking about is The Exorcist, colon, Believer. The latest entry in the Exorcist franchise. Um, (laughs) The fifth, sixth film? Sixth Sixth, film. Yeah. Sixth film. Uh, Not including the TV series, of course. And uh, joining us to discuss The Exorcist Believer, we have, from Wheel of Entertainment, speaking in tongues but sticking with English today, it's Kevin Taft. Yes. Kevin, how are you I was trying to match your energy. I have actually, I have questions about the squirrel. Like, do we really call animal control for a squirrel? I mean, that seems weird to me. I feel like we just kind of like brush them to the side of the road and then within a week, they'll just be gone. See, I, (laughs) I wasn't sure either. See that. Well, that was my dilemma. Cause I'm like, well, it's a small animal. Like it's not, you know, like, and it's not like it's been splattered onto the road or anything. Mm -hmm, So it's mm -hmm. like, but it's also like, well, it's in front of the house. It's kind of in the middle of the road. I I don't want to just like <laughs> lay there and then it like gets rotted out in the sun today or something. Mm-hmm, and then like mm-hmm. I have the remains of a squirrel in the road that I could have taken care of. Yeah. And then and the I, ants. And the, oh my God, the ants this year. And the ants. <laughs> Yikes. The ants this year. It's been yeah. nuts. Uh, so I just, yeah, I, I felt like, well, that's what they're there to do. Animal control. So it's like, all I right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> You know, gives us something to do on a Sunday morning, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. 
Like I, I called them on the, on the automated line. The first option is if there's an unruly barking dog, press one. Like, okay, is that really what the option was? That, that was one of the first. That was the wow. first option. <laughs> As if that's hey. that's a I mean, big I'm... enough problem where that's the yeah. thing you think first. So exactly. it's like, well, if that's that 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 made me feel better because, like, well, if that's like the first thing people call about, then I don't feel bad about saying, hey, could a truck come by and you know suck up this squirrel really quick? It's like scare the remains. <laughs> I want to know how long it took them to come up with the word unruly. <laughs> like there had to be a discussion on that like well what do we consider <laughs> the worst possible dog imaginable I think it would be unruly <laughs> well to be continued on the squirrel front i'll say that right now i'm very excited to find out where that's going <laughs> okay good as excited as you are to talk about the exorcist believer with us i'm sure yeah probably about <laughs> well i am glad that you're here it's been a minute i know i've tried to get you on well, a few times you're, you're just so busy I am. I'm the busy beaver. You or I just too tired, man. Fair understandable. Enough. Fair understandable. Enough. <laughs> uh, but no, it is good to have you here. Looking forward to talking about this movie and more with you. But um, before we get to all that, let's do some show notes. First up, it's October. Abe, it's October. Yeah, it is. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you had to ask me. <laughs> I didn't ask you. I, I exclaimed. Oh, <laughs> it's October. And then I and then I confirmed. <laughs> And that means it's 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 uh, the month where we do all of our fun horror bonus episodes, our fun specials for devoted to different aspects of horror. And uh, this year we're going international. So every week is going to be covering a different country in their relationship to the horror genre. Uh, and this first episode just dropped this past week. It was for uh, South Korea. We talked about South Korean right. horror with uh, friends of the show, Brandon Peters, Mike Dillon. And uh, we uh, have an upcoming episode that's going to be focused on Australia. Ooh, Australian horror. Down under. Exactly. <laughs> So, I thankfully we didn't do that very many times. On the oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm bummed I had to miss that episode, but I'm looking forward to hearing it. Oh, well, for sure. And uh, yeah, that's going to continue throughout the month. But uh, stay tuned to, for all of those because those are just available right where you can find all the episodes of our podcast, which of course is any place you can find podcasts, but also iTunes is the main place because you can give us a rating interview, which would be Thank great. Thank you so much in advance. For sure. And uh, speaking of bonus episodes and horror, uh, while we're doing uh, different countries for the majority of the month, the last month, the last week of the month is going to be our commentary track for the month, which is going to be in relation to this episode, The Exorcist, the 1973 Exorcist film director, William Friedkin. So stay tuned. I will tell listeners now, I I probably won't be on that episode. I'm going to tell listeners right now, I'm going to try weekly to convince Abe to join us for The Exorcist commentary (laughs) track, because he definitely should. Just you don't well, even, you don't even have to watch it. You can just have, we can just you can just be on the call with us. Just, yeah. <laughs> While you guys describe these things, I'll be like, oh yeah, that's right. I, I remember that when I was twelve. Ke- Kevin, Abe gets too scared from the Exorcist. I was going to ask. I was like, what's the deal? <laughs> you know, it took me until I was twenty-four to actually watch it in full. Okay. Oh, okay. Every time I would see parts, Kevin of it, was double the get... age I was when I watched it. See? Yeah. No, my. I tried when I was in high school. As soon as the bed moved, I'm like, nope, I'm out. And then, <laughs> Not again. And then, right? My mother laughed. She's like, he's never going to make it past more, two more minutes. And then I think in college, I came home and it was on TV, like in the middle of the afternoon. But it was a cloudy day. I was alone. And um, he records her. And, you know, she looks all gross, but he records her. But as soon as he played it backwards, I got dizzy and had to turn it off. No oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I have since seen it like many times. Okay. I'm fine with it. Many that. times. Yeah. I can't recall the first time I like saw it in full. I want to say it was it was after the version you were never supposed to see came out. But that's like early 2000. So that's me still like yeah. middle, t- you know, young teenager. So it's like that. 
but I didn't see it like in theaters. I for sure saw mm-hmm. it at home at some point. I probably just rented it when I was like renting a bunch of horror movies yeah. when I was yeah. when I was like Makes sense. probably like mid teens. Hey, when did you see it? Like birth? Like the yeah, first thing you saw? Birth. Yeah. Uh, I, my mother was in the hospital and you know it just, it just was on tv just I guess. On? yeah <laughs> they were just like this is the perfect movie to have for for newborn babies <laughs> do you know when you saw it first yeah i saw it uh the summer of 96 97 that's specific uh, okay go on yeah because uh, i remember my cousins came over that summer mm. and they were the ones why, they were the reasons why we watched the movie <laughs> and so i just remember hiding behind a ton of blankets and i remember the the um you know, we were talking about the lore of it. This is like pre-internet or pre-wide internet, mm-hmm. but we were we had heard things about like, oh, people on the set killed themselves after they made this movie, and um, you know, this seems like a curse on this movie. And so I was I was twelve years old and just really really uh excited, quote unquote excited to see this movie. That I distinctly remember. Like before I even saw it, I distinctly like knew because I knew like. Like they had like when the AFI lists were coming out a lot and they're, you know, like televising those like I just knew of the exorcist based on that, among other things. But my dad grew up in Maryland. And so he knew about the exorcist steps like that was a big oh, thing. He, yeah, he yeah. told me about a lot. The ex- the famous exorcist steps. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, well, Good tease. I'm glad we could all talk about our, our relationship to the exorcist a little bit. <laughs> but, um, speaking of, though, uh, in terms of the box office, not that we need to go over the box office every week, but be, when, whenever a studio spends $400 million on something, you figure, why not talk about the money? Um, so the exorcist believer, <laughs> uh, number one this weekend mm-hmm. um, at $27 million, um, a bit like I believe 30 was like the projected uh, number. So it was like a little yeah. below expectation oh, there. Okay. And so on top of that, the movie cost 30 but like Universal and Blumhouse paid four hundred million dollars for the distribution rights of this thing. The rights, yeah, yeah, which will be like, I, from what they say, a trilogy eventually. Um, we can talk about this more during the review, but I do think it speaks to not, not everything is Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, we, but uh, yeah, we we can we can get into this more when we get into the movie itself. But um, so far, you know, not not breaking the bank, not you know, not terrible but yeah uh and as as far as other things are concerned as far as horror goes uh saw patrol still holding strong for both of them (laughs) Uh, 11 million for paw patrol down 48 percent um to like 38 total right now and saw x down 55 for 8 million that's a pretty good hold for like a horror movie let alone a horror sequel that's i mean been getting good reviews i listened to your review last or the special you do with mike and seems like you know some yeah, positives helps, about it. It helps that it's one of the best of that franchise, sure. but it's uh, still, like, you know, it's a, it's a series that it, the past two times it's attempted to come back with Jigsaw and Spiral from the Book of Saw, of course. Um, <laughs> the, the the results weren't great. You sure. know, like, right, it's, right. so it's like this one. I, yeah, I guess it helps that people like it. That's probably a good sign. There. But uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, just wanted to go quickly over a few box office items. There you there. go. Uh, all right, let's move on now. Let's get some. Uh, let's get this bad cookies. Trademark. Each week, that that way we would like to talk about the week. That was fun. Um, <laughs> Kevin, Lord. let's yeah. go to you. What have you seen recently? Um, I saw Foe on Friday night. The uh, Sir Sharonin. Oh, um, my boyfriend Paul Mescal or whatever his name is. Um, good, good, good to know. <laughs> get that, that, that last name right. <laughs> <laughs> right um I, I liked it i know some people haven't liked it um it's very slow moving but as a fan of terrence malick i was like yeah this feels like that and not quite but um 
with a little sci-fi bent to it. So I, I, I think the performances are really good. Um, and it's really more about like a, a marriage than the sci-fi aspect of it. So I know there's these three guys like down from us and they, they walked out at some point because they think they were bored, but I dug it. I dug it. Well, good to know. Um, Cause I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I've not heard the best things, but I, I, I'm yeah, certainly curious. I, say it was between that and Dick's the musical. And I feel like I'll watch that for free. I feel like it's, it's going to either be really hilarious or I'm going to think it's really stupid. Okay. <laughs> so I skipped that one. Um, and then I saw, it hasn't come out yet, but I saw uh, Dear David, the horror movie based on the viral sensation uh, TikTok guy or no, Twitter guy who documented the child ghost that was in his apartment. What? And there, you didn't hear about this? No. Nope. What is this? Nope. <laughs> uh, really? Oh, I remember like literally following it. So he worked for BuzzFeed and guess what? The movie is co-produced by BuzzFeed. Okay. Um, he worked for BuzzFeed. He lived in New York and he kept on seeing this child ghost uh, in his apartment, uh, like in the rocking chair and different places. His cats were like staring at like the door every night. Um, and then I think it would try to attack him. I don't remember I the entire thread. Um uh-huh. So he was following. So then more and more people were following him and uh, then trying to figure out if it was true, if he was just trying to you know, make up a story because. So you know. so like at night he's seeing ghosts and in the morning he's like, guess what happened last night on Twitter and TikTok? Yeah. He's just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Did he yeah. like hashtag it, Dear David? Did he create a trend? He, he I think he did. Probably makes sense. Um, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I. And again, I, I have to go back and really, before I write my review, of course, I have to actually go really <laughs> look at the. Because they don't know what they, I mean, they obviously fabricated a lot for the movie, um, but it seemed like they probably fabricated a lot for the movie. So yeah. I want to figure out which is the accurate stuff and which is not. And if they really figured out if he was lying or not, because hmm. I, I don't hmm. think he said he was lying. I think he said it was accurate. It was but really the, accurate. the movie is a movie, right? Not like a doc. It, yeah, no, it's a movie. Hmm. I mean, they use his name in full. They use the BuzzFeeds is in there. He works for BuzzFeed. He's like yeah. an illustrator or he does like comics. Who plays him? Dane DeHaan? No, no. um, (laughs) Who is he? My, I love him too. Augustus Prue. Oh, okay. I know that. All right. Hmm. Yeah. And he was, he's really good. I mean, the acting and like everything was good. And it's directed by John McPhail, who did Anna and the Apocalypse, which you know is one of my faves. Well, now I'm more interested, actually. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's fine. It wasn't great, but I was kind of more interested in like, oh, what happened? I just um, opened the Wikipedia and I like that it says Justin Long as head of BuzzFeed. That's funny. Right. He's barely in it. <laughs> he was their name. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just like a help thing. But I just like that that's the credit that he gets right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he had a name in the movie. <laughs> hey, boss. <laughs> right? <laughs> I turned in my boss. Boss yeah. Boss man. Hey, I mean, that would be a Justin Long move. Just be, just call me boss man. <laughs> So you thought the movie's okay? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. Like, I understand why it's going to streaming and not really theaters, but I, mean, I was entertained. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Um, you know, else I saw is that Gale movie. Well, it's a short. The Life of David Gale? No. <laughs> no. Good <laughs> Lord, no. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not Spacey-tober? <laughs> no. It's uh, Gale Stay Away From Oz. There was like a the guy made a like a trailer for it. It's a horror movie version of The Wizard of Oz based mm. around this girl who finds out she's related to Dorothy. 
Um, and there was a lot of buzz about it. And then it was people were like, it's just a trailer. There's no movie. And I guess they're releasing, I think they're releasing it on Shudder, but it's 29 minutes long. And oh. no joke at the very end of it, it's like to be continued. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as she gets to Oz, it was like, sorry, see ya. It was it was interesting. It's I think it's uh it's definitely low budget and a slow burn, but We'll see so, it, how so it's like, it goes. It's like a fake short because it's like we could make one long yeah. movie or we could divide it into segments. Kind of. I have a feeling he's trying to. They're trying to see how much interest there is uh-huh. to see if it's worth spending the money because he's probably raising it all himself. That mm-hmm. makes sense. It had yeah. some interesting moments. They did. They they kind of going more with the books, like you know the Wheelers from the the horror the other horror movie version of this, the Disney movie with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Balk. And uh-huh. they and everybody hated the wheelers because they were so scary. They yeah. those there's one in this one, and it's very like creepy and unnerving. Huh. It's definitely going for the the we're gonna scare the shit out of you type. Sure. Thing. All right. Yeah. Great. That's Thanks. it. That's right. it. Pretty okay. good. That's a good list. <laughs> Thanks. Well, Abe, what have you seen recently? True to a uh, recent Abe uh, trend. Uh, Go on. <laughs> I've been trying to, I've been trying to get more into horror in the month of October, uh, as I've been doing for the last couple of years, where I'll try and watch a horror movie every night, uh, just to get nice. in the spirit of of Love the it. season, um, and also, it really explore the genre that I've been so afraid of for a lot of my life. I guess you know, walking through the video store, I I avoided this section quite a bit because they have really good box covers, but um. <laughs> uh, I watched uh, something we've already talked about in the past. You're next uh, on HBO Max, or I guess Max, and you know, not not too much to add to it except for it's it's a it's a good time. Um, and that spare room that they have uh, on their property, mm-hmm. not a great. Uh, just just be careful for spare rooms and bedrooms and <laughs> properties. So, and everything, basically, and everything. Yeah, but <laughs> at least she was just like, yourself? I'm gonna I'm gonna fight back. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, you're next. Check it out. I think every time you rewatch that movie, the scene where Amy Simons like takes a sprint out the door and then gets clotheslined by something, mm-hmm. that scene gets funnier every time you watch it. Like it's, <laughs> Cause it's like the first time it's like, well, that's horrible. But then it's like, there's a, there's a good darkie. Cause like, you know, <laughs> there's so much buildup and it's, it's in slow motion and everything. And it's like going basically for a gag. And it's like, that's actually a pretty, <laughs> it's <a> pretty good <laughs> joke. <laughs> Poor Amy. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Nope, that's it. Look, right. Yeah, okay. a lot of TV, like but you know, this I is my TV corner. Do one horror movie every night, and that's all. Yeah. I have one movie to watch to report on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're doing so good, Amy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you for this. Yeah. I. It's Keep progress. Up, yeah. All right. Well, I've seen a few things. Um, okay. Kevin, I know you saw this also because you wrote a review about it. Uh, when evil lurks. Oh yes! Oh right, I saw that. Yeah, too. this yep. is uh, an Argentinian film. It was in Spanish, and I didn't realize at first where it was. I'm like, oh, we could talk about this in our Spanish, our Spain episode. And I'm like, oh, it's Argentina. Never mind. Horror <laughs> special. I'll talk about it now. I did and, the same thing actually. <laughs> and and I want to talk about it because I it's really worth seeing. It's I I really liked this movie quite a bit. It's it, it's kind of like a possession film, but what if it was like a plague on a town? Um, and it's uh, <laughs> it, it it really it's it's really brutal. <laughs> like yeah. it has some scenes, especially when like things like 
kind of start get going and you're like so what's the what's the thing what's the deal here and it's like oh okay we're like going hardcore <laughs> like well yeah. intense we want to get with this uh-huh. <laughs> um something i generally like about like international horror films is that people look like just people as opposed to movie yep. stars so it's like you got this guy who's like scraggly with a big beard you got another guy's got like a big mustache and they just look like guys <laughs> and they're like and they're like our leads for just the film. like yeah i don't like if i'm you know if i'm watching like i don't know the boogeyman it's like yeah there's a bunch of manicured actors that are like right. proceeding through this haunted house or whatever mm-hmm. this movie's just like what if people got affected by horror? And I'm like, yeah, this this is not necessarily relatable, but it's like this. I just I feel like I'm more in the moment to some degree. And sure. um, yeah. no, yeah, it's a I I quite enjoyed it. It's very it's very brutal, <laughs> as I said. Um, and it it's in like some theaters now. It's coming to Shutter later in the month. Um, yeah. and uh, it's just worth checking out. I'd certainly recommend it. Okay. Kevin, were you, were you a fan? I agreed. You know, I really liked it. I mean, it's if we were talking about possession movies, I mean, it does fit in. For sure. That. But yeah, it was, it, it, I am not a good, I like, I don't like torture or super gross movies and it was pretty gross, mm-hmm. but it was just the way that they did it. Mm-hmm. At least twice. I literally like, and literally my jaw just fell open and just stayed there for like, yeah. reading. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just wanted to tell everybody, I'm like, oh my God, you have to watch this. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple good gore gags that like got me as far as oh that went farther than i expected it yep. <laughs> I was like, All right, yep. so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, when evil lurks certainly a certainly a good time at the movies um, okay. <laughs> um i also i saw the royal hotel this is oh, yeah. um the uh... new film. it's the it's the new film from um kitty green who did the assistant a couple years ago ah, okay right. uh and this features um what's her face julia uh, Garner and Jessica Henwick. Julia Garner was in the assistant. She's yeah. on, she's on Ozark. Uh, on that um, they Very are mean. yes, <laughs> they are. They are two Americans on like kind of a, like like an open ended vacation, and they run out of money in Australia. So they just in Australia, Australia. I, I watched Australian I horror. I watched this after we recorded the episodes. Like I didn't uh. even know it was good. I didn't even know it was going to be in Australia too. So I'm like, oh, this is fitting. <laughs> um, but, but they they're they're like on an open ended vacation. They run out of money, so they take a job in like a remote location in Australia where they work at a bar. Mm-hmm. That's owned by Hugo Weaving, who's fucking great in this movie. Hugo oh. Weaving's so good yeah. <laughs> in like anything I see these days. I'm like, oh, good, he's here. That just shares at least one great performance. Uh, but like, much like the assistant, like the movie, it's riding on the idea that there's you know two basically innocent women that are running a bar that's populated in a by a small town that's like a it's like a small mining town and it's basically all male customers mm-hmm. male minor customers and so they it's not necessarily harassment but it's certainly like a you know it's a challenging environment for two young women to be in that's constantly you know occupied by men yeah things ramp up because of certain patrons and i think the film is quite good in the way it's it's able to layer on tension and suspense while serving as a slow burn that's not that doesn't mean that like nothing necessarily happens but it it's certainly like you you keep feeling uncomfortable based on the, just the kind of situation itself regardless of what takes place or not mm-hmm. and it's it's like it's more I don't know. It's more like genre-y than the assistant because yeah, that's yeah. more of a it's it's combining some like very true to life elements but it's certainly effective and it's uh, it's quite good okay. a chance to check the Royal Hotel. Um, yeah. I watched uh, Reptile on Netflix. This is with Benicio del Toro, oh, okay. Justin Timberlake, um, 
Alicia Silverstone making it an excess baggage reunion that we've all been waiting for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> among others, there's a lot of like like Dom from the Wires in there. Like, there's a lot of like character actors in the in the movie. Um, it's basically a murder mystery uh, where Diesel Toro is a cop. Justin Timberlake's girlfriend gets murdered in her in his house, and Del Toro and other they're like cops. They're just trying to investigate like what happened and why. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very stylish movie. It's directed by a, a music video director whose name I forgot and i'm gonna look it up right now um but he's done a lot of like the weekends videos or whatnot grant singer he wrote and directed this and um it like i've heard seven comparisons but it, that makes me think okay so you just haven't watched seven you just like dark cop dramas uh because it's nothing <laughs> like seven it's more like true detective like that'd be the base of comparison i can think okay. of like this. Uh, as far as it's kind of look and the feel and whatnot the first half is quite good i was very compelled by like the mystery taking place Unfortunately, the second half just kind of like the mystery gets less and less interesting as you kind of find more and more out about various people involved. Uh-huh. And so it just kind of peters out by the end, despite like good stuff in it. Like it's not a terrible movie by any means, but it certainly feels suffice to say like a Netflix movie where it's like, yeah, you're getting like kind of the genuine art. Like you're getting like if, if for example, Prisoners is like that's like, yeah, that, I can see that as like a. A solid drama that you a thriller that you see in theaters. This sure. feels like, well, if you can't go to the theater, reptiles right there on Netflix. Like that's what it kind of feels <laughs> appealing, like, which is a shame. I like I hate categorizing it that way, but that's kind of what it feels like. It's similar to like various action films that are pretty subpar, but it's like, hey, it's at home, you know, whatever. I I will say this, Benicio del Toro is great. I I've often regarded him as like one of the best less is more actors that we have, as far as just doing very little but making it very effective, mm-hmm. and. I feel like I rarely get a whole movie that's like him as the lead. You know, I, you know, you generally see him in usually like co-lead, yeah, or co-lead or whatnot. Except for like even like Sicario, he's still sharing the screen with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So like here, he's pretty much in every scene, and it's like he's great. Like he is doing the job. Like hey, so, like yeah. I'm happy about that. Like I, I like seeing Del Toro on things, but the movie itself is just kind of like, eh. I I liked where it was going, then it just kind of like petered out. So it's like, yeah, it's 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 okay, but nothing special. Um, let's see one more or two more. Uh, story story Ave. Um, this is a smaller film set in the South Bronx. Uh, it stars what is his name? It's Asante Black, who is in um, he was in the Central Park Five uh, series um for Eva DuVernay, and then he was in um, what's that? Uh, Land. <laughs> I can never remember the title of this movie. Uh, it came out this summer's at Sundance. Landscape with invisible hand. That's what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's start. It's, it's he's he's a young kid. It has uh, Luis Guzman in it as well, who's terrific. It's this kind of Bronx coming of age story where this kid is like, he's a great artist, but he's also getting involved in like gang life, and he tries to mug Luis Guzman, and Guzman's like, you know what? You don't want to do this. Why don't I take you to, you know, take you to have a meal, give you some money. We'll see where we go. And he becomes like a mentor figure to him. And I feel like this is a movie that could fall into a lot of traps when it comes to this kind of genre, uh, but it doesn't. Like, I think it's really effective, really well acted, and really nicely made. Uh, so I just want to shout that film out because it's quite good. Story Av. Um, and the last thing, Our Flag Means Death is back on HBO Max. The uh, very funny and very progressive pirate comedy series. All right, <laughs> and, and uh, it's super fun. I watched the first three episodes, and I'm just like shouting it out because it's great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's the it's the thing where 
people seem to really hate Taika Waititi, the director, but as an actor, he's certainly fun to watch on screen as Blackbeard. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I think the hate's more recent. Yeah. I'm aware. I, yeah. I'm exaggerating a bit, but I mean, it's he certainly seems nobody. To be nobody hated him when when Boy was out. He certainly well <laughs> when he knew him when Boy was out. <laughs> 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 but he certainly seems to have a, div- a divisive presence online, so to speak. <laughs> uh, but regardless. Uh, him and and uh, Reese Darby, they're super fun uh, among the entire ensemble cast. I think the show's just a lot of fun. So, yeah. All right, yeah. there you go. Good job, Hey, Mark. Let's move on. Now let's get to our trailer talk. We talk about some of the newest movie trailers of the week when they're coming out, what we thought of it, and what have you. And uh, this week we have a, another another face off round. Um, cool. We're gonna put two trailers together. We're talking this week a couple action movies that are coming up. The first is Silent Night. This is a new John Woo film, his first American film in like 20 years mm-hmm. um, since the last and very memorable paycheck. Um, but this film stars uh, Joel Kinnaman as a man who's he he goes into the underworld to like event to get some revenge during Christmas Eve. And the thing is, he's been injured in a way where he cannot speak. He, he cannot use his voice. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe the film itself is constructed. So there's no dialogue whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with that it's a john woo action movie <laughs> so uh, there's uh you know expect uh various forms of gunplay and what have you uh the other trailer we have is for the beekeeper obviously this sounds like an action movie and obviously it would star jason <laughs> statham as the beekeeper obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um he seems to be some kind of like former operative who wants to help his his friend who's died for some reason um, well, it's a very specific reason. Well, I'm trying not to get too far into the details, but I mean, <laughs> okay, all right. But uh, but basically, it's a revenge story where where um, Jason it, Statham come goes, up in story, yeah, yeah, where he can go. Jason Statham, this is Jason Statham against people that are bad. Um, it's directed by David Ayer, a director that Abe and I have hot and cold on feelings on, yeah. <laughs> and it's written by Kurt Wimmer, uh, who together oh. they've done a number of like. LA cop movies um, together, among other things. And Kurt Wimmer, of course, he's done like Equilibrium and other, and he's big like script doctor in Hollywood. Um, but with all that said, we have these two films coming out. Kevin, I want to start with you. What which of the two was the more exciting adventure for you? <laughs> um, Silent Night, for sure. I'm the Jason's. I saw the Beekeeper trailer in front of Foe, and my friend turned to me and said. Are all his movies the same? And I was like, "Yep." Um, so yeah, I mean, just after you know, an, a minute of nonstop mayhem, I was like, "Ugh, all right." So I'll probably just skip that altogether. But Silent Night, I mean, it's another one where it's not totally my genre to see, but I like John Woo, so um, I'll see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not super like, ooh, I can't wait for both of them or either of them. But Silent Night was definitely the more intriguing of the two, mm-hmm. especially with the the whole he can't speak and that type of thing. Hey, how about you? Same page. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be in the the corner for Silent Night. Uh, great title, you know, great trailer, just a little bit of jingling of the bells. Um, I <laughs> I would also agree that. There's a lot of quips in the beekeeper yep. that, that I listen to. And and I don't mind Aaron and I, we just recently watched Expendables 4. 
in the same room uh, and recorded <laughs> in the same car. But it was uh, one of those things where I think we both were like, you know, Jason Statham, we like when he's on the screen, when he's doing Jason Statham things. And Expendables 4 was just not a showcase for that. So this is a showcase for Jason Statham things. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for the John Woo part of it all. And I'm also just excited for um, what I would gather to be just almost like nonstop action. And, and I'm I'm very excited for that. So, yeah, Silent Night. Yeah, I don't know why I need to do any favors for the beekeeper, but I just felt that well, would be more interesting if we do a little bit of face off here. Because <laughs> yes, David Ayer is not my favorite. Yeah. Um, I will say the fact that it's not like a urban LA action movie at least is like, well, that's something. <laughs> that's, you don't, that's you cool. don't know if he travels to LA. <laughs> that's a yeah. Bees go a lot of places. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I mean that that did that was at least like. Well, he sees moving on a bit. That's nice. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where that goes. And yes, by default, like yeah, Jason Statham in a January action movie. That'll that'll be a, the first screening that you see of the year. Be like, yeah. okay, I guess that's fine. <laughs> what do you want to bet he releases the bees at some point? <laughs> <laughs> you just forgot that's... one thing, I'm right? Yeah, it's actually it's gonna the be door like... and like a trap falls and all the bees. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be, or it's gonna be like like toward the end of the movie. They've shot him in the leg. He can't really move. And then, you know, uh, the, Jeremy Irons thinks that he's got him. And then all of a sudden, they cut to an insert scene of like a beef flying right next to his hand. Oh, and then it's not the like only the... thing that stings. And then a beef yeah, comes out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot about yeah, my friends. My, my, my Jason Statham, he always goes, oi, before. <laughs> I don't know why he says the oi part. <laughs> to get your attention. Oi. Oh, okay. <laughs> Turn around, then he kills you. Got it. It's more of a Vinnie Jones thing, too. He does that. Like, Jason really, he just kind of, like, is already there. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll have the bees. Or maybe there'll be dogs. Or dogs with bees in their mouth. They bark, they shoot bees, <laughs> so at, they you bark, bees at you. <laughs> but uh, no, Silent Night is obviously the 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 preferred of the two for me as well. Yeah. I'm a big John Woo fan. Um, yeah, the fact that he's doing more of this, like I'm all in. Sure, I like Joel Kinnaman too. I think he's when he's used effectively. Like when when the boobies are bad of him in it, it's not. It's never his fault. It feels so. I, I feel mm-hmm. like he, he can. Okay, my Robocop. About yeah, Robocop or like the the fucking David Ayer's masterpiece, the Suicide Squad. I mean, there's like he's he Kidman's fine. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm all about him. Oh yeah, I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, uh, but then yes, that's right. He was in both. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, uh, but no, I like I like this premise. I like the you know subversion of you sure. know, being called Silent Night or what have you. Like it just looked cool. Like, I just I, want to be able like I I, I kind of want to understand. Uh, what was the thing that made John Woo want to be like, I got to make a movie? And so like, oh, I see it. I get it. I think he's just attracted to the premise. Like, I got to make a movie where nobody talks. Cool. Okay. Right? How, many gun- yeah. How many guns can I put in people's hands at one time? That never have yeah. to be reloaded. But uh, yeah, right? it, just, it looks fun. <laughs> it looks super fun. I'm into it. Uh, and the trailer, it's a good trailer. I, was, I just honestly like the trailer. I saw it before Saw X. Before it was online, so I didn't know what it was before it started. I was like, "Is this yeah. the John Woo movie?" I'm like, "It is the John Woo movie." I got really excited. So. Yeah, I, I will bet you that if you had uh, told people that John Woo directed the Beekeeper, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I get it." You know, quips, you know, stupid I lines guess. here and there, yeah. action. It's like, oh, John Woo definitely directed this for American audiences, but no, he didn't. All right. Well, the 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 Silent Night comes out first. Comes out December first. Uh, the Beekeeper Rise in theaters January 12th, 2024. Okay. So we'll see. 
All right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's go to our main review for The Exorcist, colon, Believer. Have you ever seen anything like this? Oh, me? No, but there are people out there who have. You have some experience with possession. Yes, more than I'd like. I believe you can help get our girls back. Exorcism is a ritual. Every culture, every religion, they all use different methods. It's going to take all of them. Don't be scared. We've met before. Mother. That should have been some of the trailer for The Exorcist Believer. It was big news when it was revealed that Blumhouse and Universal were part of a $400 million deal to get the distribution rights for The Exorcist. Plus, coming off a financially successful Halloween trilogy, David Gordon Green was the first in line to bring himself and his collaborators on to direct the first part of a proposed trilogy of Exorcist films. And then they roped in Ellen Burstyn into paying into it by paying her a ton of money, which he's openly stated was the primary reason for taking on the role, and she used that money to fund a scholarship fund for actors. The story itself concerns two girls who disappear in the woods, return three days later with no memory of what happened, only to then show signs of demonic possession. What do the parents do? Well, they panic and eventually recruit some people that may know a thing or two about this. Kevin, I want to know, what's your relationship to The Exorcist, and what do you think of this new film? My relationship to The Exorcist? We were married 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, the reason! That's it. It's me. Um, I mean, aside from what I've already said, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, it used to terrify me as a kid because I grew up in the I was a kid in the 70s, so I was very much aware of that movie. And every time it was on TV, my father would weirdly watch it. So I could hear it in the other room. And I was always, you know, closing the door and not wanting to hear or see anything, yada, yada, yada. But I finally saw it. And now I think it's, you know, a masterpiece of a, of a film. Mm-hmm. So I was skeptical. Well, I was intrigued by this n- new one coming out. Until they said David Gordon Green was associated with it. And then my interest waned quite a bit. Um, And rightly so. It was not very good. (laughs) You want want me to... Yeah, expand expand on that. Let me hear more. Um, So, there's so... I mean, we've seen so many possession movies since The Exorcist. That there really is nothing new that you can do you you really need to think of something different in order to actually scare us like when evil lurks at least tried something different so if you're going to do a trilogy of (laughs) exorcist movies come up with it i mean apparently he's come up with a whole story for the three movies but you didn't start with anything that interesting we've seen all of this before no little girl of modern day wears like a victorian nightgown (laughs) why are they dressed like this it's just but they always they always look the same they they didn't do like the first movie was shocking because of what you know she's stabbing herself at the crucifix and rubbing what a point that's so funny to me (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's true Uh, they're not 12 i mean they're not like six years old where they could dress anyway um there just was nothing even shocking like all the stuff that happened i really expected and i don't know if this is this isn't a spoiler because you know when they when they're trying to do the exorcism they're seated back to back 
And I really was like, oh, they're going to have their heads spin around and face each other. Would have been a lot more interesting than the bullshit that they did because they didn't do anything. It was just, it was kind of like we're watching a movie where we're just waiting. We're waiting for the characters to catch up with what we already know Uh because we've seen this 150 times. And there was nothing new. Like, I don't know why they got possessed still. I don't even know why. Like, I don't know what the demon wanted. At one point, the demon makes them do something that they have a choice to make. But I was like, for what? Hmm. Like, what is the demon trying to do? What is your end game? Like, it just didn't make any sense. I don't know. And it just seems like sometimes David Gordon Green puts actors in his movies that feel like they're in comedies and not in horror movies. He hmm. did it in Halloween. He did it in this one. Like, one of the side characters it wasn't even the wasn't the husband of the other girl it was some other random guy i don't even know what he was doing the neighbor the across the street the guy yeah yeah the guy yeah, who uh, goes to Pentecostal church yeah 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 and he was i was like what i don't i don't understand what he's doing in this but anyway um i mean overall i mean i wasn't bored i mean i didn't think it was i mean it wasn't that thrilling but it I mean, I was watching it, but I think I was watching it, hoping it was going to go somewhere. And if you're going to do something with Ellen Burstyn, you know, 10 minutes isn't enough. But at least use her in a way that will further your story going forward. And, you know, I can't say anything because I don't want to reveal spoilers. But (laughs) I just feel like there should be there should be something that makes it go, oh, okay, I need to see the next one. I want to see where they're going with this. And there just wasn't anything. Hmm. And not to mention, what was my other thing I was going to say? Oh, there's no theme. Like the first one was all about losing faith. And, you know, there was some heavy stuff going on. And this one, there was just nothing. There is a little bit of grief, but every horror movie in the last year has dealt with grief. Talk to me, grief. There's another one that was about grief. They're all the same. They're yeah. You can if they just named a horror movie, Megan, grief. Like right. I mean, it's grief. All, yeah. they all have grief. Man, grief. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I wanted something a little bit more than that, and they just failed hmm. to give it. It's just like, ooh, we got two girls now. Okay, great. And their voices were too disembodied. Hmm. It just right. sounded like somebody was recording something mm-hmm. clearly. I mean, it's called ADR. <laughs> <laughs> what? Didn't you see the credit for the demon voices? <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I I was already out the door. I think there's only like five. There's actually like five credits for demon voices. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's cool. <laughs> All right. So mixed positive from Kevin there. What? Uh, hey, no, what not even positive. A positive. Not positive. <laughs> Uh, my it's relationship not. to the Conjuring universe or the Conjuring universe, the Conjuring universe, spoilers for games. <laughs> <laughs> what relationship to the? It's uh, not spoilers when you say that out loud. Like <laughs> <laughs> to the Exorcist franchise is that I've actually seen like the first three of them. Um, probably because that summer where I think we rented all three of them uh, after we watched the first one. Oh, so you but, watched two um, good movies. <laughs> yeah, the first and third. Uh, but I, I don't really have a strong relationship, probably because I, I try to forget them. Uh, and I also have actively um, never really gone back to seek them out. Um, Aaron texted me a gif of uh, Reagan McNeil. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like this. And uh, just it, for listeners that want to tweet Abe or, you know, hit him up somewhere. <laughs> uh, clown gifts and exorcist. That's, clowns, that's I think I, I, clowns I think I'm good on. 
okay, don't, don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so not a, not the like I'm fully aware of it. I actually really appreciate the craft of it, and also I think the I think the longevity of the Exorcist. Um, and my brother lives in the East Coast, and he lives near the stairs. And one night he's like, "Do you guys want to go see the stairs?" And I was like, "Not really." So he's like, we'll just drive by it. And I was like, okay, let's drive by it. And it was still pretty creepy. But um, uh, it's a franchise that I think even, you know, the late Will Freak, and he was just like, I don't think that I really liked any of the, the subsequent follow-ups. Um, and I'm kind of bummed that that he's passed before this one was fully released. Um, I'd he love to hear. Seen he, it. <laughs> like he would. Well, I, I'd love to hear his thoughts on just like. He said, "I I don't fucking care. Get this away from me." <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, in any case, for for Exorcist uh, believer, you know, I, I had a hard time with this. Uh, not that I, I, not that I had really anything like ultra positive to say necessarily. Uh, but I, I had our time just because I was also trying to think of a reason why David Gordon Green or even Blumhouse would like pick this up besides like a large paycheck or besides maybe like just some um the the rights to say that they have it. Um I I think it ultimately came down to like community helps. And I think that it ultimately comes down to like, are we all just the same underneath it all? Um unless and you're that, Jewish. Yeah, I guess yeah, that was not represented. In no movie. Jews in that final room. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, and I think that came like very late in the movie and I don't even know if that mm-hmm. was like necessarily like the 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 ultimate thing that I was trying to 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 take away from this movie. Because I I don't necessarily think that this is a good movie and I wish that it had more ideas. And I think that it had I think the reasons why I don't think it was a good movie is because it certainly seems like it's all over the place like it it feels mm-hmm. like there's a lot of behind the scenes like editing that's just like oh i don't know why they chose this or why they chose that like there certainly is a grasp of david gordon green like him wanting to be a little bit like punk rock about the movies that he's making or the franchise that he's taking over especially i think like with the especially like halloween kills and the halloween ends like there's a lot of discussion around what does this all mean? And and why didn't focus on Michael Myers? And it's like, well, you know, it can also just prove that maybe the monster is within each one of us, right? And that's like a really cool thing to think about. Um, but you know, with this one, I'm just like, I I kind of superficially get it, but I also don't superficially care as much. And not like me personally, but more just that you have not presented to me a reason why I should be worried about these girls or exactly mm-hmm. what Kevin said, like what does this demon necessarily want? And I know that sometimes they just, they're there to like fuck around with you. Right. They're just like, Hey, I was just here. Like you guys just showed up at my door. So of course I'm going to like, you know, mess with you guys now. That's totally fair too. But there, there certainly was not like a level of, of sincerity between like, and I don't mean sincerity. to mean like the, the film is not thinking about the relationship between father and daughter and, you know, mother, father and daughter. Or just like there, there wasn't like this relationship that I could really cling on to. And be like, I'm, I'm hoping for this to pull through, you know. And I, I really hope that Leslie Odom Jr.'s character, um, gets a, a proper reward because he's, he's just been through so much. Um, there really wasn't that. So it's kind of unfortunate because that's where I. This movie's like only like an hour and forty some odd minutes. Um, and that's where I was like, I guess it's a, it's a cool thing that it's only an hour and 40 some odd minutes, but also it's a bummer that it's only an hour and 40 some odd minutes because you have a lot of characters in the movie and it actually was kind of a, a neat thing 
to have this sort of question posed toward the end of this movie between the two characters um, and I guess the families. But at the same time, I'm also just thinking to myself, yeah, like what what was this? Because uh, I, I certainly liked elements of this movie, you know, um, like visual elements of this movie. And I, I kind of really dug like one scene toward the end there where um, somebody is calling for somebody's name and you're kind of seeing like this this like flashback sequence to like this tunnel. And I was like, oh, this is this is really neat. I wish they had done a little bit more of that. So I don't want to like course correct this movie and say like, oh, you should have done this, this, and this. It's more of like, I think for the movie that I'm presented with, I wish that there was something that I could thematically kind of hang on to, whether I, I know that there's also the the whole entire theme of like lost faith, right? Um, it's kind of like just really batted down on you from the beginning and Lizzie Odom kind of does his thing with it. But um, yeah, I, I kind of would hope that there would be more of a drum up of that. Like, I think that there's some good performances here, you know, I think Leslie Odom Jr. is doing a good performance. Um, and two of the kids, I think at, at points, they're doing really interesting performances. But um, yeah, I, I kind of wish that there was more. That was a really nice state today. I think this movie sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I have nice things to say about it, which I'll get to. I'll, uh, to back up, as far as my relationship to The Exodus goes, I think it's a masterpiece of a movie. Uh -huh. uh, but I will say it doesn't scare me. Um, I it's not like a bragging thing or anything. There's other movies that do scare me, but like, it's, it's just a bragging thing. It's no, it's just, it's this genre. <laughs> it, it, it matters to why part of this movie, but like I, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a matter of this genre as a whole, the, the sub genre of that possession exorcist horror. It doesn't do anything for me. I don't know if that's connected to like my lack of relationship to Catholicism or, you know, the idea of, of demons of this kind and possessing mm -hmm. people. Like it just, it's not a thing that's ever gotten to me. I know what genres work for me in that regard. This one just doesn't do it. Like, yeah. but I certainly respect The Exorcist. It's a it's a fantastically made movie, and the atmosphere and dread is far on display even before the, the extremes of the actual possession and exorcism actually come into play. So, like, yeah. there's there's plenty there from a you know a master filmmaker. Like, it it works. Um, but um, yeah, as a whole, it's like yeah, all right. Like, I I'm happy. I watched I've watched it just because like, the 4K came out, so I watched it again. I was like, yeah, this is a great movie. It just doesn't, <laughs> oh. it doesn't, it doesn't get to me in any way. Um, but so getting to this movie. I anticipation is it's fairly low because it's like I don't know what you else you do with this specific franchise like Halloween makes sense to me because like yeah you can always make more Halloweens I get it mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I you know I have issues or what have you with each of the each of the Gordon Green films but overall I thought I, I thought it got progressively better honestly I liked ends quite a bit as far as what you were saying Abe as far as kind of what it's angling at to do at least something that's new here and that's my exact issue with this movie, with Exodus Believer. It doesn't present any reason it needed to exist. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate because I just like just reading the like I, I read over the like the plot synopsis on Wikipedia of like what this like what happened to this movie again. And it's like, well, just like the, the structure of this thing, I think, is there's stuff going on that I think is neat. There's ideas there that like work, but just execution wise just none of it really came together mm -hmm. i think the first half is good enough because it's very character focused i think leslie Odom jr is doing a very good job and it feels more like a indie gordon green movie as far as it's a lot of you know characters discussing things within certain kinds of atmosphere or what have you like it it does the groundwork it's not trying to ape freaking in any way um which probably a good thing mm -hmm. it's just being its own thing but it just 
I I got so bored when by the time like the demon stuff happened because of what you said, Kevin. There's nothing new to do with this genre. Like unless mm-hmm. you have like a really good idea, it's going to be a lot of the same thing you've seen many times before. And mm-hmm. the film just doesn't offer anything for us beyond having actors that are good at acting. But it's like, yeah, well, that's that's why you're <laughs> right. an actor in a studio movie because you're yeah, good yeah, at yeah. <laughs> like and, I mean, and, and like character actors specifically. Yeah. yeah, like Ann Dowd, obviously very good here. But I mean, OK, like, what is she not good? Terrible at? neighbor. Like, <laughs> a very convenient neighbor. That's what she is. Well, yeah, <laughs> the most convenient neighbor. Really um, convenient. When she and, shows up with the book, I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and then they so they drag Ellen Burstyn into this thing. And like, that's my other big gripe. It's like. I get that it's an exorcist movie and so it's going to like have to tie it in some way, I guess. But like her scenes, she is good in them because she's Ellen Burstyn. But like right. they just got to weigh the movie down even more as far as, OK, so now we're not only presenting a movie that's just not that interesting to me, but it's also being like overwhelmed by this, you know, legacy connection to a previous thing that has really nothing to do with anything. Um and a side note, it kept humoring me that they kept referring to Chris McNeil as that lady. And it's like, she's like an actress, right? Like, she like it's just like that. It's like Hollywood legend Chris McNeil would be the person they're talking to about this book, let alone published author. <laughs> That's talked about exorcism. YouTube star. But they just call her that lady. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, it's whatever. convenient. But yeah. um, but that stuff, and like, especially without getting into it, what ultimately becomes of Chris McNeil, it's like, this is what you paid her all this money for, right? Like, to, to, like do this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's where I hey, keep going. Yeah, and so that's, I mean, that just that stuff just kind of stopped me in my tracks as far as like I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of this. I all the questions you asked, Kevin, I agree with. Like, what? Why is this happening again? What's yeah. going on? I could go with like demon, just be demon. Like that's fine, I guess. But like, this is you know the sixth Exorcist franchise film, let alone the you know umpteenth Exorcism movie. It's like we need a little bit more than that. Like, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the Pope's exorcist, but at least it had Russell Crowe and a little bullpen going beep, beep all over town. Like, that's yeah. fun. That's at least something. This I, movie just I thought about that again. movie, too, actually. <laughs> I never saw that one. It's, it's fun. It's on Netflix. That's the, that's an easy watch. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's offering nothing new to the exorcism genre, yeah. but it's still... But you got, he, gives, uh, he gives a rousing speech. But Russell Crowe's having a good time in that movie. This isn't like, yeah. I, I don't think this franchise needs to be fun or like even campier. Um, mm-hmm. like that's why I think Exorcist 3 is the only good sequel because it's taking things fairly serious and like works the way it needs to. Uh, but this movie, like it just, it's not doing anything for me. It has no real sense of anything it needs to accomplish. Right. And yes, by the end of it, knowing because they've so publicized the fact that like the next one's the exorcist deceiver. And then there's a third yeah. one. It's like, okay. So like, at least we're building to something, I guess. And it's like, what are we building to? Like, I just yeah. like, haven't made like, me excited about the, like, the rest what, of it. What's right. next? Like just another exorcism. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, great. Right. I guess. Well, I think, well, I think one of the characters might be possessed now. I mean, yeah, I could, I could theorize some ideas, but yeah, I mean, I don't exactly. think it's going to amount to more than, oh, now this person's possessed. Let's exercise them. Like, I mean, that's, right. that's let's not a lot. Exercise <laughs> let's get down to business. Yeah. Did you know what? Heads? I think what they should have done with Ellen Burstyn is, you know, in the trailer, and I don't think this was in the movie unless they just missed it. Remember in the trailer where she comes and she confronts the little girl and the little girl goes, mother. She, she doesn't really do that. Yeah, hmm. and that speaks and to something, I, Abe, you pointed this out. Editing. There's some editing weirdness. I feel yeah. like this movie's been reworked a lot. Before I, I agree with yeah. yeah, Especially in the beginning, because he, you could see him trying to do very slow shots 
to uh-huh. give you kind of some dread, but then they would cut away. And I would say, no, leave the shot a little bit more. Make me nervous. Because he doesn't know how to do suspense. He didn't know how to do suspense in Halloween movies. I don't think he does it well here. Mm-hmm. But I, but then I was like, I wonder if it's just the, the editing. But with the Ellen Burstyn thing, when, they, when she says that mother thing, I was like, this could have been The Exorcist 3, where you literally just have a conversation with her and the demon. And maybe that could have been, you know, we could have learned what the demon wants and, and tie it to chris mcneil like that's and or reagan yeah right? and then that could lead to the next two movies yeah. and that could have even given her like potential supporting actress nomination if they had a really good 15 minute chunk scene between the demon and 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 her but they just don't do anything yeah that's that's what upset me like like you abe you've said like yeah we it's not a matter of this is what it should have been but it's also you have the ingredients to do something interesting and it just opts not to and i don't know right yeah. I don't know yep. why. Like, I don't know what script they like. Universal saw from these guys it was like, "Oh, good, we got a great one here." Like, I don't know what this is. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and and I, I really like sort of bummed out. They're just like, "No, no, no, no." It gets better in part two and part three. It's like, well, you didn't really give me a great jumping off point. I mean, I'd be happy. I'd be happy if those are good movies. No, but, I understand. But yeah. yes, I mean, the excitement at this point, I think, from all of us is yeah. yeah all right, like, and, whatever. And, <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if you remember when we were talking about the trailer. I was like, it looks kind of boring. I was like, I actually was bored throughout this movie. Yeah, I know that I was like probably the most even killed here but i'm not too far from where you both are it's just a little bit more of just i didn't really just what's well, not scary it's yeah <laughs> and, and i was just saying it's, it's exactly what, what uh what uh, kevin was saying which is like there's just nothing here that i don't think really elicits uh a feeling of dread or anything and again i think part of it is all tied to well you just don't even know who the fuck any of these people are like and yeah. I, I actually made a comment to myself uh, as a mental note. You know, it's like it has David Gordon Green and, you know, his his crew, which is comprised of Danny McBride and also um, Jody Hill. Uh, Jody Hill's not involved in this. No, no, no. But I mean, like, you know, his creative team, like who've done Righteous Gemstones and, and the Halloween sure. stuff. But it's like, like, it's like got... Jen, Jen, singer, country singer Jennifer Nettles, who's in. Yeah, the she's here. Yeah. In yeah. But it's got, got like an offbeat sense of humor in this movie. And that can work for some people like if you know who david gordon green is and you know who his buddies are but it also feels weird in this movie like there are parts of this movie that i kind of like laughed um like at inopportune moments i was like this doesn't make any sense why why this would be this way but also i get it because i know david gordon green's sense of humor um which is unfortunate and an example of this and maybe it's just me is like jennifer nettles is talking to her husband um, and they're having like this serious conversation. Then they embrace for a hug. The camera, there's a light on her face, and she's in her tone changes, and she's like, "We have to do this," or something. Like it's like, what is happening here? Like, the, this is a hilarious thing to do, and it's again like what Aaron pointed out. It's Jennifer Nettles, <laughs> but it's uh, it's got some really like strange beats of humor, um, and I didn't think that it, it really worked out for all of it. So it's just no. a weird like cacophony of sounds and stuff but it doesn't really amount to anything so i really do have to go back to like kevin's point just like there was just nothing here to show me and even if you showed me like the regular things like possessions or like floating on walls or like being pinned to walls or you know green pea soup being spit up that would have been you know cool to see we got a little Uh, bit of soup we got a little like (laughs) and like i guess some some mud from one of the girls who spits out like i don't know what that was um, but yeah, it, you got some cool Big stuff. Big chew. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. 
Yeah, I, I I did basically, I, you know, to go back to your point, Aaron, it's like, I don't know what you guys going to be doing for Exodus Believer. There's a lot of teases here. Re- receiver. Is that the third one? No, that's the next one. This is Believer. The next one's Receiver. Oh, I, oh, I thought it was Deceiver. Deceiver. Deceiver, sorry. Yeah, Deceiver. Yeah, yeah, with the D. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't know what you guys going to be doing for Deceiver. There's a lot of, there's a lot Redeemer. of like... Is that the last one? They haven't announced it, but that that makes the most sense. Yes. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But I'd be I would be curious just to like see where it goes, just from like an odd sense of well, now that I've started this, I have to finish it, guys. Kind of point. But yeah, I'm I'm not uh, like I I would I would be I'd it'd be hard for hardcore fans of the Exorcist to go in here and be like, I I get it. You know, I saw a lot of people getting up to go like refresh their drinks or whatever the case is in this movie because there's a lot of downtime. You know what's funny is that the scene in the church, which the one side note I have to say is that I felt like Blumhouse has literally the subtlety of a sledgehammer. Every like <laughs> the, the the first poster was like, here they are. There's like nothing to make us go, oh, I wonder what it's what the kids are gonna look like when they're possessed. There is no buildup. And then the trailer just like slams you, like it just shows the whole thing. But point being. When, when they go to the church and they're sitting in the pews, like from the angle they shot it at, her forehead was already all fucked up. Yeah, see, that's so was, that's what so gets me. Like, with, like, I can forgive it in hospital. I can forgive it in '73 because it's like, yeah, we're doing makeup stuff or whatever. Like this movie, it's like if you're if your innocent girls look like this, right? like this, there's no time to waste here. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you, you knew what they looked church. like yesterday. Like, right. Like, yeah. like wait on to figure it out. It's yep. not a bug bite, like right, yeah. I, 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 you know, in terms of like some nitpicks as well. I was like, I was like, let's see, Odom Jr. is a photographer, and you're making him. You're you're staying at the hospital for like three days, and you also have to like go to a psychiatric hospital. This is gonna cost like a, a ton of money. He's gonna have to sell the house. So I was like, mm-hmm. some yeah, of this they... stuff is just like uh, hilarious, like nitpicks. But I'm just like, I don't. How does this even work? He has that that Haiti insurance. I guess so, yeah, which was a real life event. But um, I, uh, speaking of these, the the way that the makeup looks, and I guess the way that these girls are behaving, yeah, I I think that there's, I I, I think it was you, Kevin, or maybe you, Aaron. Anyway, all of us are on the same page. Like, there's a lot of conveniences in this story, mm-hmm. in the plot, that help you know keep the story going. But it it really becomes annoying when, uh. I'm I'm watching the movie and off camera, somebody will say, oh, it's possession or, you know, they don't say that specifically, <laughs> but, you know, like they'll say it as like a passing as like, oh, yeah, we're not actually doing exposition right now because nobody's on the screen telling you it's more just like uh, it's like, yeah, that still counts, though. It's not very good of you explaining things. And then I didn't like when there was um, like full on exposition. I think there's like two segments where i was like i don't know why this is happening but this is just a lot for one scene and that's where i think yeah. like like the editing is just weird and i feel like maybe you guys just reshot some things because specifically like alan burston like why are you just going into like this monologue right now like i don't think leslie odom understands this but yeah it, so it does feel like there's a longer movie that was here that probably right. had a lot more alan burston involved and for whatever reason it may just not have been working and so they tried to like you know reap what they could out of it but it just interesting yeah it doesn't amount to anything like again that's right. speculation but it's hard to not think that given just the 
way this movie came together. It just doesn't it doesn't seem all as cohesive as it needs. It seems like it's doing the bare minimum to kind of wrap it to, to like tie itself together. Because mm-hmm. there's right. just like Chris McNeil's such a it's such a seeming afterthought. It feels like, yeah, we got her as opposed to like we're crafting an entire movie, an entire trilogy around Jamie Lee Curtis. This is just like, wouldn't it be cool if we got Chris McNeil back? And it's like, I mean, I mean, I, I guess. guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I, I think it's hard. It's also, this isn't necessarily a criticism. It's just more of a, an observation. But this is a very religious movie, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, yeah. It's very much trying to tie into like the belief and having faith and what have you to the point of this could this could work for a faith-based crowd if not for you know the rampant amount of gore in this movie yes you're right and this is uh again where it's like i guess this is about community and and how all faiths can come together and behind every faith is basically just the the singular thing which is belief in that faith right um except for what aaron said which is like there there are no jews here um but yeah i i don't it just even if that was it, it did not really come across that strongly. Um, and well, that's I, I bring that up because it speaks to your thought on the humor in this movie. Where like I'm not going to defend the humor, but I do think it's certainly it's certainly less than. Oh, believe the, me, the I'm Holly. not defending anything in this movie. But 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 <laughs> but it I, it's less than the Halloween movies. Like there's sure, you know, sure like sure, so sure. there's there's bits thrown in because it's a movie. Like you want to have a good time to some degree, but I do think a lot of like the the way it invests some kind of levity comes from like observing these people as who they are, where you have like the parents of Catherine who are like evangelicals, essentially, essentially. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you have other, like the other like religious leaders or what have you, like those are the people that are providing whatever amount of humor, like Leslie Adam Jr. is not cracking any jokes in this movie. <laughs> like he is, no. he is decidedly not funny in this film, nor does he need to be. But I, I do wonder if it's less about like trying to be funny and more of, trying to shine a light on how these different like faiths are combining to hand to deal with the situation but isn't it strange though so think about all these faiths are getting together but this the story itself is basically saying the christianity is correct because these are demons so all the other ones you've got to rethink your religion that's why the movie's you know, at odds of itself and it's weird. Right. Like I don't, yeah. it, it again, it negates everything. It, it's, it's like, it has an answer, but it doesn't. And it's like, well, right. so what is it? What is this movie? Uh-huh. Right. What, is it, what is it supposed to be? It, it I mean, just... The demon could have even played with that too. And said, uh-huh. you know, if somebody could have said, well, then Christianity is correct or something. And then the demon's like, how do, how do you, you know, and he could have played or the demon could have played with them <laughs> so that you don't know, like, is it, a, you know, the Christian demon for example, or is it something else? Yeah, mm-hmm. it and that would have been fascinating. Is it, a, but it, is it whatever it was... the hell's in that that Indian one that I didn't like right. at all? It, it lives inside. Oh, like, I like that one. I thought it was good. <laughs> um, and here's the other thing, by yeah. the way. This movie's called, you know, it's part of the Exorcist franchise. There's no Exorcist in this movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, um, it's fascinating how they kind of like went with like a more modern approach of, of the church, you know, the, the Catholic church and I was like, well, you know, maybe they should try out psychiatry, which is hilarious because that's exactly like what Russell Crowe was like. This is why the Vatican needs to exist in uh, in the Pope's Exorcist. But I I was like, I don't this is a larger message, too. I'm, I'm very curious around whether they're just like Catholicism is they're just they want to wash their hands of these things. You know what I mean? It's like, are you guys saying that? Like, I don't. 
because that was also one of the, the groups that was omitted from you know that that last circle thing is like well i don't know i mean i i'm curious to see if there's going to be more uh thoughts and dialogue toward that maybe in the in the future movies but that would have been an interesting take just be like hey man like catholicism isn't the only one that can really help out with like roman catholic catholicism is not the only one that can really help out with, with exorcism like everybody has every religion has some form of exorcism powers and so it really helps out when when you have like somebody who does like spiritual things uh from uh the islands kind of come over and help you out uh, from natural healing it's like i don't know like you guys just didn't explore these things enough yeah there's yeah. The stuff's there <laughs> like to, to yeah. be like okay that's interesting but yeah how does a root work healer work like i want to see what that is i know i was like oh this is some this is some because there's actually a really cool scene with her but i i was like i don't know like what what your purpose here is <laughs> there's right? also a scene where like there's healers in the house already leslie Young jr gets home and then oh, like right. guy, guy walks around the corner he's like oh it's okay it's just healers i thought you'd be cool with this like dude get out of my house like, get the fuck out of my house it's fucking 2023 we have cell phones give me a text like yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing in here like just so yeah. give me a heads up don't let me walk home right right you oh, know the cool. other thing that bugs me about mm-hmm. exorcism in general go on um and, and actual <laughs> exorcism like why do you need the vatican's permission a paper isn't going to make it work better just go do the freaking exorcism <laughs> Hmm. who cares i mean you're just going to be doing the same thing but it's been approved and that's going to make it actually work or not work it's it's dumb stupid catholic church (laughs) (laughs) i i I am curious around that too because at the uh, there's some fatalities in this movie and just like oh interesting i wonder if you know things had gone different way but i want to ask you guys (laughs) about david gordon green like aaron you kind of touched upon it you kind of you you dig his movies uh, or at least the, the the halloween stuff um, but I'm curious, like, do you guys feel like there's a, like a signature David Gordon Green that you guys have? Not like a movie, but like, is there a stamp that you're like, oh, this is a David Gordon Green movie? No, because <laughs> he's done so many different things. I he used to be like a favorite when he started out with like all the real girls. I thought was brilliant. Uh-huh. But then suddenly he's doing stoner comedies that weren't even funny. Mm-hmm. And then now I just don't even know. Uh, he is. I'm like, you're Pineapple not Express is a good movie. Yeah, like... no, thanks. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not my not my and, thing i guess and you say in the realm of this there's only three of those and he's made like 20 movies at this point <laughs> has he wow i had no idea yeah i thought he's only made like 16 10. movies okay that's a lot yeah and Where, a, do you feel like he's got a stamp do i feel like he's a stamp i will say when i saw halloween ends that movie especially in its first half that felt like that's david gordon green that's hmm. that's how i understood it as far as it's kind of a it felt in line with something like in all the real girls or snow angels where it had a, there's a degree of seriousness taking place, but it, there's an authenticity there. There's mm. something there. I can't, it's not as definable as like Tim Burton where it's very obvious when you watch a sure, Tim Burton sure. movie that it looks like Tim Burton. Um, and I'm not saying that David, our, our Gordon Green is like an auteur. He's a journeyman. Clearly he's gone all over the place at this point. Mm. However, I do, th- I do, I did find there to be like recognizable traits specifically in that one. And like I said, in this one, I do think the early half, while still pretty plain, it did feel like, okay, I wouldn't say if I watched this without knowing that I could say this is definitely David Gordon Green. Okay. But saying, watching this movie in the first half, I'm like, okay, this feels like David Gordon Green, like knowing that already. Like, it, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like it was, this was like an out of nowhere choice for him as far as how he was make, choosing to make the movie, put mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah. When you're talking about first half, like, where's the cutoff point? Uh, I don't like when it, when the, when the, like the, the, 
behavior when the girls ramps up essentially mm, okay once once it becomes like okay here we go let's do all this stuff yeah 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 um simple question but were you guys scared of this way like were there scenes that were effective for you guys no <laughs> no i yeah. mean they jump scares yeah you no, minus jump. the jump scares. Uh, yeah yeah like, like which there's a lot of in this movie by the way yeah like, yeah you know, like, sounds of like the city <laughs> yeah and like just editing choices as far as like yeah. and jump <laughs> like yeah, yeah. which is cheap and I, yeah, yeah the movie doesn't really earn it um no. but like no it's not like the thing with the exorcist which i've already you know i've said like yes it's not a movie that particularly like scares but like the, right. the stuff in that movie you know it's reagan going into the hospital and having like brain scans and everything like that stuff is it's unnerving and mortifying to be like oh this is so terrible for this little girl like that's the stuff that gets to you i forgot about that scene but then i remember now i remember like they they really do like the sound in that it's just the simple sights because you don't want to see you know needles going into skin but you see this girl like have a big needle in her neck and blood's coming out like it's just really effective but clinical and cold that's what freaking's doing really well in that he presents yeah. it very yep. grounded even when it gets to the exorcism stuff yes it becomes more fantastical just by nature of an exorcism but it's still like it feels consistent with the film this yeah. movie you're just like kevin you said it, you're just waiting for it to start essentially yeah. it's a big, it's a big yeah. waiting game for it's like because it's it's the sixth exorcism movie you know what's going to happen so it's like yeah. by the time and by the time it gets there it's like yeah, right. They they're mad. They're running around. They're screaming. Like, here we go. Like, let's. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not. I don't see Pazuzu pocket out in the corner or anything like that. It's just like, what's this right. even? Was this Pazuzu? No, they, know, yeah. they don't say, do they? They well, don't the, say. In but... the Wikipedia, it has a name for it. I don't recall. Oh, they hearing. do. Well, it's oh, really? it's Lamashtu. Uh, I don't I don't recall hearing that in the film. No. I don't either. I forgot. Didn't care. Or they didn't say it. No, but, I don't think they said it. Yeah. But like, I can very specifically remember Pazuzu. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. So yeah, hmm. it's a. Then how does it know who Chris McNeil was? The, the, everybody reads her book. They all that's, talk. That's that's oh, yeah. It's, I, some, it's summer reading now. Yeah, I, I and I you know I guess it was just because well, she's it's also, Anne Dowd. I assume Anne Dowd is like hey yeah that? she she knows that lady <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that yeah, lady. because she had she had tried to to be a member of the church you know early on, so I guess that she was just like aware of these things. But it is you know it it's conveniently written for her to just be like now i know why i'm living next to you like i guess honestly here's the thing too (laughs) as far as possession movies and like this kind of thing where it's calling on past events to make something work this time i like the nun too more in that respect like that did something it felt like Like it it, you know i i don't have strong feelings about the first nun, but like the second one at least it still brings back the stuff that happened in that one and makes something out of it where that movie was more entertaining like this is just hmm. a bore to me like this is you know we're if we're 50 years removed from the exorcist we have people that clearly respect the franchise like okay cool what's that gonna be sure and it just it's not scary it's not interesting really mm-hmm. it has some ideas that doesn't get capitalized like you guys have pointed out it's like so why do we do this why why do we spend 15 15 indie movies 15, worth of, 15 indie movies worth of money on this one thing and i don't, yeah. I don't know yeah, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I guess it's just be like, look at us, we, we're cool. And we... Indie movies. 15, 15, 30 million dollar movies like on, yeah. on this thing. Well, I don't know. I mean, here's hoping that, that the next ones will be good. He might not do it either. He said he might pass the reins to somebody. Oh, interesting. But, but he has the, the story all figured out. So I I'm kind of some... hoping they mm-hmm. like even David Fincher doing it would have been a hell of a lot more interesting. 
I would have been. I would. I think I would have been scared with a David Fincher movie. Right. I, I think um, they really need good, solid directors that know horror or, or know that sort of thrill. Yeah, co- compared compared to um, Halloween, where that was, you know, the first, the first, the twenty eighteen one, that was a hit. You know, that was a giant hit. It worked right, in right. all regards. It did the things it needed to do, and it got good reviews. Yeah, yeah. I I can see why David Gordon Green's like, cool. Now let's finish this story. This one I can understand if like regardless of whatever the process was for making this film, if, we, if we're, you know, as people that are just guessing that it doesn't look like it, it's the form that it probably used to be in its original screenplay. I'm not surprised if he's like, maybe I don't need to do all of these. Maybe I'll just like get the story credit on the next one, the next two. Like I wouldn't mm, be surprised right, if he doesn't come back to direct the, the preceding two films, which if yeah. I'm not mistaken are either Peacock exclusives or at least like simultaneously released on Peacock. So it's, oh, as, okay. as opposed to, you know, full on theatrical release for this first one. I did not know that. That's given kind the, of a bummer. And given the, you know, so far the box office, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not like a giant smash hit the same way the Halloween films were. I, you right. know, you're going to save a lot of money by not marketing it the same way as you do for right. Peacock releases. But that's speculation. That's what that's what I, that's what I I believe I've read as far as mm-hmm. the Peacock rights go. But and and who wrote that? An article by Aaron Newarth. It was on BuzzFeed by Justin Long. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> everything you think he gets more square footage in his house because of the basement yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um when should people go and see the exorcist believer kevin when should people see this movie when yeah they don't have to okay but if they're going to <laughs> um stream it for sure all right it'll be it'll be on peacock in weeks i'm sure so there you go right yeah, yeah. uh hey when should people see this movie yeah, I, this is a streaming movie like Peacock. I would agree. Um, I, I, I just don't. I, at the very least, I was thinking this should justify itself to exist, right? And it and it doesn't. So I'm like, okay, fine. I guess if you need a nap or something, stream it on Peacock. If, if like, you need a nap, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I was. I didn't. You know, hate it. I just wasn't. I wasn't a fan. So. But. Yeah, so um, that's that. Let's move on. Let's go on from a review for the Exodus Believer to uh, hey, what uh, what time is it over here? Oh, it's time for a quick game here. <laughs> Little known fact: Aaron is actually trying to be the scorer or or scorer, the scorer, <laughs> yeah, for the Exorcist uh, Believer. But they're like, no, 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 no. We don't want xylophones. We want xylophones. And Aaron was like, I only have one. So, um, okay. I've got a game for you guys this week. Actually, I've got two. Uh, the first game here is called The Sixth in the Franchise. These are both on a scale of. Uh, this is IMDb, though, so you might get this one pretty easily, Aaron. Uh, I have the sixth movie in a horror movie franchise. And if you guys can tell me the IMDb as closely as possible, uh, you guys will get that point. So okay. no no need to buzz in here. Um, We're just guessing IMDb scores for sixth films and franchises. That's correct. Yeah, got it. Oh, gosh. So, in yeah. horror in horror franchises, horror franchises. Yeah. So Kevin okay. Taft, uh, yes. Paranormal Activity, <laughs> the Ghost Dimension, the um, sixth entry. What do you think IMDb's rating for it is? Four point two. Okay, Aaron. That's pretty good. Uh, hmm. I I'll I guess I'll go to a little higher by default. Maybe five point one. Five point one. 
that would put you 0.5 away and Kevin would be 0.4 away. So Kevin, you get the point. It is 4.6. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next one, Aaron. Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers. Ooh, okay. It's still going to be low, but it has like, it's especially like that producer's cut that came out. It has like a fandom to an extent. Let's see. Curse of Michael Myers. I'm going to say 5.4. Okay. Kevin, what about you? 3.7. 3.7. Doing some quick math here. Uh, Aaron, you are 0.7 away, so you get that point. It's 4.7. Hmm. Interesting. If it was resurrection, I would guess it pretty low. Yeah, I was kind of good. Yeah, I was thinking that too. By the way, it. Kevin, the, the, Abe's doing especially good math here because last week, <laughs> la, last week he and our guest guessed numbers that were exactly the same amount away from each other, which was ridiculous. Like it was, <laughs> it was fun, it was unexpected. It was it was a, a tiebreaker point. It was very crucial, and somehow they guessed the exact numbers away from each other. It was it's almost as if we were demonically possessed. Uh, <laughs> the next one here, uh, Kevin. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Mm. I'm actually going to say 4.7. Okay. Aaron, what about you? That Final Nightmare, huh? Um, <laughs> Last one. Four, yeah, and they never Ever. returned. <laughs> and they never returned. No, they only had dreams after that. That was the thing. <laughs> it was all happy. I'll say 4.3. 4.3. Kevin, it is exactly 4.3. Oh, look at this. Oh, yeah. oh nice. Kevin. Uh, Aaron, the next one here. Bride of Chucky. Wow. Hmm. I mean, one of, if not the best. Um, That's see. what I hear, yeah. I, I rank it pretty high. Bride of Chucky. Still, it's still Chucky. So, like... Right. <laughs> in terms of, like, that kind of rating, I'll go... I'll go 6.1. Six point. <laughs> Kevin, what about you? It was literally what I was going to say. <laughs> you could go for it. Yeah, I have a tiebreaker in these. I'm going to do 6.2. 6.2. It is 5.6. So unfortunately, oh, wow. Aaron, right. you get that point. Okay. Uh, do some work here to get the get the, get those numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, the next one here. The Texas Chainsaw Master colon the beginning. The sixth one in that franchise. Oh, yeah, that one. Um, 4.2 4.2 Aaron that's probably pretty close and for the record I think the beginning is pretty good um, I'll go maybe that platinum dune sheen will give it I'll go 4.8 <laughs> 4.8 the answer is 5.8 what? oh wow, wow. Yeah, okay. so Aaron you were right that people do like it uh, the next one here Annabelle comes home. Aaron, what do you think that? You're saying that? How is that the sixth one? As, as part of the Conjuring universe. So it goes so. Conjuring 1, Con- Conjuring 2, two. Annabelle. Annabelle uh, I'd have to look this up. Conjuring franchise. Here we go. It goes uh, Conjuring, Annabelle, Conjuring 2, Annabelle creation, The Nun, Annabelle comes home. Oh, The Nun's before it. That's what I forgot. Okay. Um Okay, anyway, uh, comes home. Um, yes. People like these Conjuring movies. Uh, hmm. 
and fairly Annabelle. Annabelle got to be pretty whatever. I'll say 6.3. 6.3. And what about you, Kevin? That one I did not like. 5.2. 5.2. Let me do some math here. <laughs> Evan, you are 0. 0.7 away. And Aaron, you are 0. 0.4 away. So, Aaron, you get that point. Damn it, it is 5.9. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, the next one here, Kevin. Friday the 13th, part six. Jason, Jason lives. lives. Yeah, that's yeah, right. <laughs> he goes, he's back. He's, yeah, he's back. It's not, it's not his final Freddy. Right? <laughs> um, Jason lives. All right, let me think. Mm, 5.3. 5.3, okay. And what about you? Uh, that's a good guess. It's it's a that's one of the more well liked ones. But five point three, damn, do you go lower than that? I'll I'll say I'll say five five point five. Five point five. The answer is six point oh. Oh so wow! Aaron, okay, you get that point. Yeah, pretty fascinating. Uh, last one, Aaron, you get to go first. Saw six. Saw six. Sausix. That's one of the best ones. 2009. But at the lowest box office. And people in general just like fuck this franchise. <laughs> so <laughs> um I will I will go 5.2. 5.2. And what about you, Kevin? I haven't seen one since the third one. So I'm just gonna if you say it was well liked, I'm gonna say 6.1. 6. 6.1. Kevin, good. it is 6.0. Look at that. Look at Woo-hoo! that. <laughs> you get that point. Uh, those are my questions there. Aaron, you did run away with that game toward the end there. Uh, five to three. But we've got a next game here. Oh, wow. Okay. Whoa, whoa. I forgot. So we did this. Which is another on a scale of, but it is Metacritic, which is Aaron's nemesis. These are horror movies with about possession. Oh. And I'd like you to tell me what you think the Metacritic score is for these movies. There's not that many here. Um, what's the rating for metacritic is it a metacritic is zero to a hundred out of a hundred oh yeah oh, right, so right, it's, right, right. it's and and they're 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 kind of like pretty stingy sometimes it skews so, more negative unless it's like overwhelmingly good generally yeah. <laughs> okay. uh but kevin you are a guest so you get to go first uh the conjuring what do you think metacritic has for the conjuring for the original um, for the original yeah first I'm going to say 6.4. Oh, 6.4. 64? 64. Yeah, okay. 64. Uh, Aaron, what about you? That's a good guess. Um, you're like overwhelmingly positive. I'll say, I'll say 70. 70. Damn. Okay. So, Aaron, you get that one because you're only two away. It's 68. Hmm. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, Kevin, good guess there. He really set up Aaron. But Aaron gets that point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I gave Amityville, it to you. Yeah. The Amityville Horror 1979. Aaron, what do you think the the Metacritic score is? Oh, he's not very good. <laughs> and was he possessed or was he just like, you know, mad that he bought a terrible house? <laughs> what are those reasons for most he's people? He's like, how do, I, how do I get out of this terrible uh, mortgage? Let me just kill my family. 
Um, okay, Amityville Horror 70 version. Let's let's say let's say 58. 58. What about you, Kevin? 43. 43. It is 28. So Kevin, you get that one. Oh my it's God, what? I was what is it? Say 23. 28. It's 28. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I had to double check. I was like, is that's pretty low. <laughs> so I must be like, everybody gave it a bad review. It's not very good. Like it has a <laughs> reputation just because I, I don't know why, <laughs> but like, like the second one's better. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, Kevin, you got to go next. Insidious, where the, the sun gets possessed. Um, sixty-seven, and the and the husband, and the moon. True. Actually, I'm gonna say, well, you say they skew low. They can. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's good, it's generally like seventy above. If it's bad, it's yeah. below seventy. Okay. Um, seventy-four. Seventy-four for Insidious. Aaron, what about you? Um, I think it's a little. I think Conjuring has the better rep from for. Uh, I'll say. Mm, I'll say 59. It is 52. So Aaron, wow. yeah, I was surprised by that because I was like, Insidious is not bad. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, you got to go next in this next one here. The Prince, or not the Prince of Darkness, 1987. John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. That's correct. Involves a lot of things. He gets a lot of love after the fact, so I wouldn't think yeah. it'd be like overwhelmingly praised when it came out. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's a, that's a good thing about Metacritic. It's like it's actually a little bit more of the times that it came out. They'll aggregate those. So I'll say I'll say fifty two. Okay. What about you, Kevin? Forty three. Forty three. The answer is fifty. So oh. Aaron, you get that point. I'm crushing Metacritic today. <laughs> Jeez, I know. Sorry. I don't know what's going on here. There's only one left here. Uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Kevin, what do you think that is? Mm, 57 57 okay what about you Aaron um 60 dead on 60 yeah the answer is 46 okay so Kevin you get that point do you like that well, Kevin um there was things about it I liked but it was yet another one where I was like rolling my eyes a little bit yeah poster it, the message least, was interesting. It at least tried something different by having like a court case <laughs> involved. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Although I'll talk to you later. I'll mention later the a better movie about the same case. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, with that, Aaron, you did win both games. Uh, this game three to three to two. Uh, so uh, congratulations on that. But Kevin, thank you for playing this week's sure. <laughs> double games. <laughs> Thanks for playing, Kevin. You lost. <laughs> Here's a Happy Meal coupon. <laughs> Thanks for those games, Dave. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's get to let's get on enough feedback. Be back, be back, be back. This is where we go over the various questions answered on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash not podcast and ask the number of questions to our listeners, and then they give us some answers. Then we got a question from a listener this week Ooh. as well. Uh the first question here is name some great films about possession. Philip Hurd writes The Wailing. Uh, Chris Leland writes, okay. <laughs> "Say it like that." <laughs> wailing. He's wailing. Right. Uh, Chris Leland writes, "Wreck." Is that about possession, though? I mean, there's 
Hokkaido. It's more it's infection more than Padu. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. I'll, I'll accept it then. There's infection. there's more of a there's there is more of a reason compared to the standard zombie films. So. Yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah, I'll accept it, Chris. Uh movie without possession from you guys that you guys like? Um I think it's something that hasn't been named. Um Ghostbusters. Repossessed with uh, Wesley Nielsen. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i i really like the um the other one that's like part what is the the, the, the other, other william, one the other the william no the witch the other one that we talked about on the south korean episode <laughs> uh the 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 um the, the william peter blatty movie that's like not exorcist exactly um i don't know this william peter bladley blatty author um what's his movie kevin what's his movie it starts with an not... author <laughs> no not the one about the tree, <laughs> the tree nymph. Uh, no, that was William Friedkin. Sorry. The That's ninth Friedkin. configuration. The ninth configuration. There you go. The ninth oh, configuration. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've never actually seen that. Interesting. It's it's pretty solid. Like it, and it's since it's like it's written by him by like it by default. Many, including me, just kind of like wrap it into the exorcist when you like rank the exorcist. Hmm. Like okay. it's a pretty good movie. Six point yeah. eight IMDb score. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I have two. Okay, they're both weird choices. Not weird choices. They're very different. First one is Requiem, which okay. came out. Sandra Huller, Huller, isn't it? Yeah, that, uh, actress that's in everything foreign. Um, it's the Evanly uh, Rose case, but the actual case. Hmm. Okay. Um, but oh. it's not super scary because there is a whole thing of did she just have, you know, some mental issues or whatever. So it's not scary, but her performance is like Oscar worthy for sure. And there's a couple moments where you're just a little unnerved by what, what she, what is happening to her or what she's concerned is happening to her, mm. but it's excellent. It's an excellent movie. Um, and then the other one is a, is a deep cut. I saw this at a film festival and I rewatched it this year and it, it holds up. Don't watch the trailer because the trailer's not that funny. Um, bad exorcists. Don't watch the trailer because it's not that funny. Well, <laughs> yeah, it, like if you watch the trailer, you're gonna be like, <laughs> I don't think so. But when you watch the movie, like the dialogue, it, you know, reminded me of a little bit is uh, totally killer because it's like totally killer was funny in like these little moments, the little asides that people would do or people's reactions to things. Mm -hmm. And it was the same thing. It's just about these three guys who are gonna do this horror movie for school project, and this girl ends up getting possessed. Um, but it and so they have to figure out like how are we gonna get her unpossessed? <laughs> but it's just the dialogue is hilarious and the all three actors are hilarious. Huh. I love it. I love okay. it. Yeah, from start to finish. You can get it for like a dollar ninety-nine on Amazon Prime. All right. I'm gonna check that out. Uh this is the end has a good possession sequence too, Jonah. No, I've never oh, seen that's it. true. Okay. Really? It's good. No, I'm yeah, <laughs> But it's funny. It's funny. It's a funny sequence of that because yeah. they have like they kind of, they have subtitles of that too. It's like the Exorcism of Jonah Hill. Whatever, whatever, like, <laughs> Requiem, I want to check out Requiem though. That uh, I, I'm curious with that one. And yeah, Sandra Holler, who is great in the Anatomy of a Killer that's coming up, the film that won the Palme d'Or can. Um, yeah, she's um, like good in everything, but yeah, she's, she's yeah. particularly good in this. Mm -hmm. movie. All right, next question. Who is a horror movie character you'd like to see come back for a legacy sequel? Hmm. 
Philip Hurd writes, John Carpenter's The Thing, even though they've already done a prequel of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I'll point out a fun fact here. Anyone that's played the PlayStation 2 game, The Thing, which takes place after The Thing, uh-huh. John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, spoilers for a d- two decades old PlayStation 2 game, but at the end of that game, you get saved by Kurt Russell, who turns what? out wasn't possessed by The Thing. <sighs> Although Keith David... He he like you find out he died, but he also wasn't a thing. Hmm. So like the game supports the idea that neither of them were infected by the thing. Okay. Is this canon? I mean <laughs> somebody <laughs> I, I feel like Sony PlayStation 2 games have the authority here. So Okay, all right. Yeah. I played Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that input, Abe. <laughs> any, any horror movie characters you'd like to see come back? From a legacy sequel. Hmm. Or legacies. Uh, hmm. I. Mm, I would love to see Joseph Gordon Levitt come back Go on. with a skate in his face. Oh. <laughs> and a zombie and, and H4. No, no. He's, he's just like full on ghost, but he helps out. You know, whoever is going to be killed <laughs> in, the, in the next in the next Halloween, he's like, "No, come this way." And they're like, "Why? You have a skate in your face? Aren't you dead?" He's like, "That happened in Haddonfield, like you know, twenty years ago." Uh, and you know that that's how he gets back into the movie franchise. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? Anything? Um. Yeah, I'm actually not. I don't know if I would say actively trying to pitch this. Mm-hmm. Um, for real, so nobody take my idea. But um, <laughs> Joe Beth Williams for Poltergeist. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. Yep. I already have the casting for Carol Ann because clearly she's passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to say who it is because it's in my head. But yeah, I'm actually seeing a play with Joe Beth Williams today. I'm hoping to accost wow. her afterwards. Okay. Would she still be with Craig T. Nelson? Well, yes. See, I have a whole thing with the parents because it's really okay. about the Mr. Incredible. Yeah, her husband in the poltergeist is yeah. coach. You know, coach, coach. The Minnesota coach. Vikings head coach. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I should have said the cat from Pet Cemetery from 1984. Yeah, they keep they keep making Pet Cemeteries now. So I don't... Right. Well, the next question here is: What are some great horror films rooted in religion? Philip Hurd writes Science. Chris Cleveland writes Saint Maud. Adam Gentry, friend of the show, writes in all caps: Jesus Camp. Um, <laughs> Christopher Hill writes Stigmata, The Seventh oh, yeah. Sign, The Omen, The Original, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness, The Devil's Advocate, Ken Knopfsinger, oh. hey, Tolkien, Tolkien. Uh, writes, of all time, I'd argue Rosemary's Baby, then The Original Exorcist. Recently, I'd argue The Vivich. Hmm. Okay. The Witch. Yes, yeah. yeah, the witch. Yeah. The, v- the Vivitch. The Vivitch. Yeah, the Vivitch. Yeah, yeah. It just looks like two Vs, right? Is yeah. Rosemary's Baby like religion necessarily? Uh, I mean, well, I guess you're, if you're talking yeah. about the cult that they're a part of. And isn't the baby the devil? Okay, that's I, okay, fair. <laughs> just, that's you right, got yeah. me. It is, it is the seed of the devil, yeah. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Um... Um, um, I'll throw. I mean, you want to talk about cults and religion? Midsummer, uh, but Midsummer. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a good. And one. Um, I really like Saint Maud from a couple years ago. I thought that was really good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I Brand liked. 
I was going to say Angel Heart. Oh, yeah. Okay. Angel I just, Heart. I saw that for the first time recently. <laughs> Did you uh, really? Yeah. I never seen it before I was streaming. I was like, let me watch this Angel. Let me see what's going on with this Mickey Rourke character. <laughs> I, I like the movie, although I, I am curious how, because like it has a pretty famous twist in it. But the yeah. whole time I'm looking at it being like, you can see what his name is, right? I mean, like, it's, it's, it's like, I, I I know where this has to be going. Like, just look at what his name is. Like, I got it. But fair enough. Okay. We um, were surprised back in the day. That's good. I'm glad you were. And especially if you're, like, less informed going in. Like, I, I don't think there was too much, like, cultural osmosis to tip me off. But at the same time, I'm still like, I think I've seen enough of these to get where this is going, <laughs> but it's still really right. good. Like I still, I think it's really a really well made movie, and mm, it's really yeah. haunting at the end as far as like where things proceed. Yeah, yeah, yeah the way he shot, shoots it and yeah. directs it, yeah, does the job. Mm-hmm. I do love the seven sign. It's one of one of my all time favorites, and I don't know why. I think I went into it when I was a kid. Well, no, I wasn't a kid. I was in college. Um, thinking it was a horror movie. It's <laughs> a big um, range there, Kevin. I know. I was a child at twenty three. No, um. <laughs> We, so I had never seen the trailer, and somebody's like, "Oh, there's a pregnant Demi Moore, Demi Moore horror movie," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." Mm. So I went to see it, and then didn't expect to be like sobbing at the end because oh. I did. Um, so I I just have a particular fondness for that film. I actually just like the way it's shot too. I know it's a simple movie, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know you're. I know it came out like on Screen Factory a few years ago on Blu-ray and everything. So. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, next one. Who are some performers that always seem to signal something creepy is going on? Philip Heard writes <laughs> Donald Donald Pleasance. <laughs> this question was I put the, the picture of Ant out in this movie uh, <laughs> <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're never really getting a comedy when Ant Down shows up. It seems. Yeah, you might you might get some drama. Uh, you know, for a time, I always I always uh, had a correlation with um, Christopher Walken. As like a creepy, probably from like all those like, uh, was it Phantasm movies? Pro- or? The the prophecy, prophecy, yeah. And oh, I was like, right. and I was like, oh, Christopher Watkins is scary. He's only in scary movies. And then later I grew up and I'm like, no, he's actually like in a, in a ton of things. I always got confused because I I like growing up. I'm like, Christopher Watkins like a major actor. Why is he in like all these direct to video prophecy movies? Hmm. Like that's what kept throwing me off, right? <laughs> It's like there's more of these. It's not just like and he's in, like that's what that's what got me. It's like okay, he's in like this first one, okay, and then it's like two, three. There he's in all like he just kept doing these. Like doesn't he have work? Like what's the problem? He's doing it on the weekends, man. He's not getting yeah. out. Yeah. Um, actors that signal a bad times coming. Um, Robert England. Anything that's not Freddy, every <laughs> time he's in something, true. it's like he's got the big monologue. Like here's what's happening in town. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good one. Lily from your I'm trying to think of any that's more obvious than Ant Out. But um, uh-huh. <laughs> um now my mind went to like Clint Howard for some reason. I'm like, well, it's not a comedy. Uh, yeah. He's generally like genre guy. Yeah, that's true. Episode. Yeah. Unless he's like NASA engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think of something, shout it out. Yeah. Uh, the next question here: What are some great films about innocence being corrupted? Philip Heard writes *The Innocents*, <laughs> and Justin Weatherby writes *Event Horizon*. Hmm. Hmm. Is, uh, probably pretending to the, the two uh, young children in this movie being 
possessed. Yeah, you think that? Yeah. I just put that together right now. Yeah, that's that's what it is. (laughs) Innocence being corrupted. Um let's see. Who's the kids that just like go bad? Pet cemetery. (laughs) That's it. There you go. I mean, she slices uh some Achilles tendons. Or he. He, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. You watch out for your leg now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's the only reason I want to watch that prequel to see if David Duchovny is going to do a fucking Jed accent. <laughs> 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 um, oh, is that who he's playing? Uh, yeah, he, yeah. It's supposed to be about young, young um, um, Herman Munster. Young, um, <laughs> young Herman Munster. Uh, why can't I think of his name? <laughs> I can't think of his name either. Edward, Edward, I... uh, Edward Gwynn. I, I'm gonna Fred guess so, Quinn. but it's like I didn't know that they're making a prequel Fred about Fred like, Quinn. There's a yeah, Fred. Thank you. There's a different yeah. someone else is Edward Quinn. Okay, prequel about the property. Interesting. Um, let the right one in. Oh yeah, yeah. She goes. Uh, she goes, uh, she, well, she, she, she goes the boy. Things. The boy gets. Corrupted. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> she's already a vampire. <laughs> I was like, I was like, she's been living with like a weird guy and has to like feed at night that he brings home. You know, no, the, like the boy comes out of his shell. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna stop being mm-hmm. bullied. <laughs> I'm gonna stop being bullied. Have like a really cool best friend. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, I may or may not be a vampire by the end of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Funny games. I mean, funny games, yeah. funny games. There, there's kids in there, right? There, there is one. Egg, yes. Egg, egg <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I that's corrupting of innocence. Yeah, I'm gonna say Mrs. Doubtfire, um, <laughs> because <laughs> they pull, uh, they, they pull poor Mara Wilson under the scheme of theirs. Yeah, they're getting divorced, <laughs> and then Robin Williams is like a selfish husband who's just like, let me, let me ruin my kids' <laughs> perception of me by dressing up as an old woman and then let me have to you know face my daughter whom i love and i did this for but you know just reveal to her that i'm a terrible person i i because i'm not a fan of mrs Doubtfire, but you really went to town on that description just now. <laughs> my friend and i talk about it all the time it's like he's a lawyer he's like he is a judge. I totally get why I would not give, grant him custody of his kids. <laughs> you have every right to do this, but it doesn't matter. Sally Field <laughs> throws the papers in the fireplace, and that makes it all bad. Yeah, so. <laughs> she, she throws them in a fireplace, so it doesn't matter anymore. That's how that's how the law works. <laughs> yeah, but that's how you. Yeah, that's how you also get evil to not follow you. You're just like fire. <laughs> I, all right. I. <laughs> I I'm not like obviously there are bits where Williams is great like no doubt but yeah the, that that movie does have one of my favorite double takes of all time when Sally Fields like the whole time the whole time <laughs> <laughs> Harvard Firestein is great in the movie oh yeah I mean yeah. You know, Firestein in the 90s is on fire he's just constantly popping into the supporting role and he's a lot of fun David why did I tell my mother to go to Atlanta <laughs> to drive to Atlanta Oh, anyway. crap. Okay. Uh, what movie characters would you bring together to help with an exorcism? I was hoping to get some more inspired answers here. We've got one. It's from Adam Gentry, friend of the show. He writes, Sean McGuire from Goodwill Hunting, because he wouldn't let it happen and would make sure the person got proper treatment. Hashtag anti-exorcist. Okay. <laughs> be like telling that that possessed child, it's not your fault. Um, hey, it's not. 
<laughs> it really isn't. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, they didn't ask for. But you also <laughs> should have been going to like an underground, you know, graveyard. Kids love going into the woods by themselves <laughs> and finding the the most remote underground dark location possible to dick their hands. This into is stuff. this is true. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like Kevin? Aren't you constantly? <laughs> that going that to was actually like honestly, that was like an element of the movie. I was like, I get it because like I knew I knew like you know remember like when the craft was coming. I was like, witchcraft was pretty big in like junior high school. So I was like, I get it. Um, I did those things when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah the exactly. Are, the woods are just I... right there. <laughs> you gotta, gotta go into them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, movie characters that you bring to help you with an exorcism. Um, Good Lord, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'd have to say, like, uh, Johnny Utah. That's <laughs> the first name that came to mind. <laughs> Johnny Utah. I don't know. You get me two meatball sandwiches. <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, I'll get to get I'll get uh, Russell Crowe on the moped. Beep beep. Yes. And um, um, let's see who else get him. I'll get um, what's another good one? Yeah, somebody with like a lot of belief, or what are you looking for? A lot of belief, (laughs) or like somebody who like strong can hold on a rope in case you need to go to the the cross the other side, like in Poltergeist. How about Frank and Frankenfurter? Frankenfurter, Frank okay, because yeah. I feel like he would just—he would be like, "Girl, <laughs> we should let's pull these together." Okay, so Rod, Russell Crowe, Frankenfurter. <laughs> well, let's get Zelda Rubenstein from Poltergeist yep. because why not? Okay. this makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we should get an X Men in there just because why not? So let's get Nightcrawler. He's very Catholic. Uh, in, that's right, know. he is. Yeah, that's right. Kurt Wagner. Yeah, Kurt Wagner, uh, part of the Munich Circus. Yeah. Um. And then uh, Christopher Lloyd and Angels in the Outfield, of course. So there you go. We got an angel. <laughs> oh, man. Can't lose with that team, I would say. You didn't want to choose Mel Clark? He's been smoking for his whole life. He's dead. Yeah. And, he, and he's in hell. <laughs> you didn't see what he's doing outside that movie. No, I didn't. Yeah, no, he, was in, he was in a taxi. <laughs> um, no, All right. Well, I, I think we assembled a pretty good dream team here. Yes. Uh, the question that we have this week for everybody here today, Philip Herr asks us, with inflation skewing box office numbers so much, why do you think we don't use tickets sold to rank and measure movies instead? Is Thank it too hard you. to figure these? Uh, is it too hard to get those figured figures for older films? Uh, Kevin, you sounds no. like you have an opinion. Yeah, I, it's the thing that bothers me the most is they're always everybody loves to tell like we're number one in the world and we're the most we've made the most money ever made. And then you look at the ticket sales, which you that's how they did it back then. So it's still gone with the winds is still number one. Hmm. So these these, uh, you know, James Cameron can brag all he wants, but he's like deep into the tens. Hmm. The, the tens is not a bad place to be, but Titanic it's is not, still, but, Titanic's you know, still pretty high in that regard as well. I it mean, is, it's... but like you still got Star Wars is still in the top ten. Gone with the Wind, Sound of Music, you know, they're all in the top ten. Is there a and website that, that has this information? Yet? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I always look it up every time somebody brags that they're number one again. I'm like, no, nope, mm-hmm. you're not. Okay. Um, to his credit, Jimmy Cam's not the one bragging about these things. Jimmy Cam's oh, he is too. <laughs> He's happy and successful. He gets to keep <laughs> making them. <laughs> Jimmy cams. Uh, I think that this would be a really smart way to measure things um, appropriately just because it's uh, the most consistent across decades. Uh, and yeah, you'd have not really a ton of variables except for just the number of people that were alive, I guess, during a, a time period. So 
I mean, I can tell you, for one thing, I don't necessarily think all movies from the past can be, a, you can account every single ticket that's ever sold. But the other the other thing is, it's just not a sexy number in the regards, in that regard. I don't sure. think it, I don't think well, it, 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 I mean, I, I hear you. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, either of you. I think if you're going to report on something, that's not a really interesting thing to report, I think, in the realm of- Who are you, the editor of BuzzFeed? Right? <laughs> Jesus, Justin. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to, though. I think I think it's a matter Jeepers of- Creepers, creepers. I, I, don't, I, I don't think you can, like, you, can, you can't match that number, like a ticket number, up to something in the same way you can match monetary value to something. I get it. Yeah. Like this well, weekend, well, hey, yeah, but they, the tickets are they sold. Take, they take the ticket sold and just multiply it by the current average ticket price. Yeah. And bigger number is fun for people. Like that's. Yeah. And the bigger number is still gone with the wind at four billion freaking dollars. Yeah. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not discounting this. <laughs> like, I, Avatar's number two, Titanic I, is three. Star Wars is four and Avengers Endgame is five. I'm happy oh. to look. At, I, I like looking at the inflation number because I'm always curious about that. It's always yeah. good to see like Sound of Music is higher than most things. Okay. Like, yeah, and, and, the, six. and like the sting is higher than most yep. things. Like, I mean, it's 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 hmm. really neat to think about it that way. I think Exorcist is still in the top. Exorcist 20, is really too. high, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like that, that movie was fucking huge when the Exorcist yeah. came out. It, it, was, it was a huge blockbuster and ten Oscar nominations. I mean, it it was just like, oh, it's a pretty good horror movie. Like that movie made bank <laughs> and, and then some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, I think honestly, that's that's my perception of it. It's just not like something you look at and be like, oh yeah, tickets sold, cool. Like I think it's if you look at you know four hundred billion dollars, that is not a real number. If you look at four hundred million dollars in nineteen eighty, yeah. like cool, okay, that's that's something you can I think wrap your mind around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what yeah. we'll, movie we'll made that Brave Little Toaster? Uh, four hundred million in nineteen eighty, yeah. probably Top Gun. I had to get uh, Top Gun probably made more. Well, wow. Inflation definitely made more, but um... yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that was feedback. Feedback. Yeah, thank you for that question, Philip. Thank you for that question. And with that said, that's going to bring us to the end of this week's out now. There and name. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I write for We Live Entertainment, if I have movie reviews, and Why Blue for Blu-ray and Criterion reviews. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more friends over my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash Moose. Uh, I've got two hashtags this weekend. <laughs> hashtag no we found our shoe. And also hashtag take your trash bins in. That's a continuity <laughs> error. You see him dragging the bins in. The next scene, they're still outside. And I thought to myself, there's something spooky going on here. No, nope. it was a week. It was a week later. It was a time cut. It was a week. <laughs> anyway, Kevin Taft, where can people find more of you online? Uh, we surprisingly, we live entertainment. Oh. Um, and then, you know, here's the thing I don't really use Twitter anymore or X, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So find me on there or, um, I guess Instagram at Kevin P. Taft. And what's the other one that we use now? Blue Sky? Threads? No, no. Yes, threads. Oh, oh you're the one. I don't post on either. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one that uses it. <laughs> I don't, though. But if you want to find me, I'm there. Okay. All right. You can find all the other episodes of Out Now Authority on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Five Mac, and HSWLOD. Feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast or our X Twitter at outnow underscore podcast. And our Instagram page, Instagram.com slash out podcast as well. Uh, and I choose the radio to get those. Uh, Kevin, thank you very much for joining us this week. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having me. For sure. This was super fun. And um, 
Yeah, next week, a bit of a question mark right now, because there's not a well, huge... We've got, we got some things. we got some ideas, but there's not a huge theatrical release coming out necessarily in the right. same way. So uh, we'll we'll see uh, what's coming, but uh, stay tuned. Taylor the... Swift, hello. Boo-boo. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and of course, our horror specials are coming out on a weekly basis as well, so there's certainly going to be plenty of content throughout the month. Uh, but yeah, until that's good enough for this week's episode. So until next time, so long. And goodbye.